They actually don't make any sounds, but you can hear them trying to like shake all of these. Hazel, hi. Hi, Hazel. I'm gonna start that over real quick because I'm sure you could hear her calling. <laughs> yes, but it was endearing. You a podcast puppy? Podcast yes. puppy. <laughs> Welcome to Spells and Whistles, a new D&D podcast uh, based in my original steampunk fantasy homebrew world that I'm super excited to play. I am the DM, my name is Anastasia, and I have been DMing for about four years now, but this is my first podcast, so this is going to be really fun. I would like the players to introduce themselves just to get us started. For sure. My name's Jay. I've been playing for years. I don't know how many. Just years. I don't know. <laughs> Perfect. And I'm Bryce. I've also been playing for years, years untold, but I still don't know anything. And I'm about as casual as they come. So I just uh, am here to cast some spells and be goofy and have fun. I'm excited about that. Uh, I'm Ben. I've also been playing for super long, but I do know things because I play more frequently. And actually, my first time playing was a one-shot fourth edition thing with uh, friends of Bryce and mine, which is wild to think about. Yeah, that would have been a really long time ago. (laughs) It was a super long time ago. (laughs) Well, we are all super excited to start a podcast. We're playing fifth edition Dungeons & Dragons with pretty much rules as written, but I'm sure there will be some house rules that we'll go over at some point and when they come up. I'm super excited to play in this homebrew world because one of my favorite things ever is world building and so i'm super hyped to have like made a whole world and it's still being expanded and happening and going um and i'm still writing things for it and i'm really excited to have you guys play in it because it's gonna be really fun and also your characters are great so um to get started i'm going to begin with a little introduction to the world that we're living in and then we will go uh one character at a time almost like dimension 20 style when they open a campaign where they just kind of like go one character has a little scene one character has a little scene sound good sounds great so so good i i'm smiling so wide but i realize you can't see it so it's okay (laughs) podcasts are hard to do just audio it's fine it's fine we're good we're good to go (laughs) all right so In this world, which is named the Inked Expanse, uh, there is a character. His name is Doyen Zali. He is a tall elf academic who has very round glasses. Doyen Zali has a very uh, meek presence anywhere that he goes, but he is the leading expert on anthropology in this world. And the foreword of his book is as follows. The Inked Expanse is is mythologized to have been created from a drawing made by a deity, or maybe a child. No one is truly certain. 
While many children would not have the capacity to imagine such an intricate world, even less adults truly let their minds imagine such a prosperous place, much less take the time to draw it. But these are the creation stories that people latched onto, and every generation it becomes more and more convoluted and fantastical. No one really believes it, but it's quite fun to imagine, don't you think? Here in the Expanse, portions of the world believe in change and innovation, the chance to move forward and create new things. While that is the case for most people, there were a few small but dedicated groups who held on to tradition, who became well known as the Anachronists. Now, do not hear me wrong, for the Anachronists are not bad people. They believe that people should be able to sustain themselves on the natural environment and are huge conservationists. I respect their dedication to nature, and if you ever have the pleasure of visiting one of their sanctuaries, I doubt you will ever see such a beautiful place in your life. Anachronists are not violent, but they do get territorial, as is to be expected. Every generation of modernists, those who work to further advancement, attempts to expand into these preserved areas, and rightfully so, if you ask me. Anachronists stubbornly refuse. After centuries of this tenuous respect, you can imagine both groups get quite exhausted. The inked expanse consists of many territories, cities, governments, societies, and cultures, as is to be expected of a world of this size. I could make it my life's work to look into even one of them, but alas, I make my living as a global anthropologist, because I could not dare to choose only one. As such, I have written various accounts of the many, many places in the expanse that may be of interest to anyone who bears the same intense desire for knowledge as I do. Therefore, enjoy my works, and be sure to appreciate the differences in the people all around you. And thus ends the foreword of Doyen Zelli's uh, tracking of culture across the inked expanse. Beginning this session... We played one little one-shot that may or may not show up at some point. We will see. But I don't think any of them have any idea what the other's characters are. So this is going to be very exciting. Mm -hmm. To introduce where we begin, we're going to start in a well-developed town on the southern border of the country of Rain. And this town is called Sere. It's a wealthy little place. No one seems bad off here, but it seems like they provide a lot of the farmed goods and food to the capital of Rain, which is Soliana. Um, uh, they get paid well for it, as is very evident by the town around them. They have simple farming machines, automated tills, magical pesticides, and even a fair number of large greenhouses that produce very engineered food. Outside of Sere, by about 15 miles, is the sanctuary Nemka, rolling plains ending in tall snowy peaks across the landscape, dotted have with a few forested areas, host the people of Nemka, who are mostly tabaxi. They're very quiet and unobtrusive, and they rarely ever leave their sanctuary, but they're very protective. Uh, is anybody like raring to get their character into this world because i'm happy to start with anybody you can always yeah, roll man, you just roll a d6 That's a good idea. yeah i can roll first roll sorry <laughs> <laughs> so uh a one two will be ben a three four will be rice and a five six will be jay we have a five which means we start with jay jay would you like to describe what your character looks like and Maybe their name if you feel like it. Yeah, for sure. So my character's name is Myla Billet. 
she uses she her pronouns um she is a uh, <laughs> as, as she sort of is walking down the road um you see that uh she has a very pale complexion um which serves as a really great blank canvas for the blue flames of her hair um which are always tied up into two high uh practical non-aesthetic buns um that have definitely just been thrown up there um with some copper goggles that have definitely seen better days and are definitely starting to get green on the edges um she walks down the street sort of um very plainly uh, not very noticeable with her uh, charcoal gray studded leather armor, um, which has the same tarnished copper um, detailing on it. Uh, she has a bag over her shoulder and a small um, asymmetrical cloak um, of a muted blue color that just sort of falls to her um, left side as she is walking down the road, I guess. Awesome. <laughs> okay, I do have a question, which is that, is her hair actually fire? Yes. It is actually okay. fire. It's it's but it yeah, but it acts like hair where you could like style it how you want. Mm-hmm, exactly. So it's so it's like um, it's almost like you know when you go when you go to like food restaurants and they have the like kebabs of meat that are like on fire but they can still carve it off and serve it. <laughs> yes. It's that, but make it fantasy because um, aesthetic <laughs> is important to me and I want her to be cute. So yeah, um... <laughs> of course, of course, we have to have cute characters because. What else is there? Exactly. Um. <laughs> I was just going to say that it's really cool that her hair is blue and you're talking about all the copper stuff because copper is how mm-hmm. a flame oh, is shoot. blue. Yeah. Science. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's almost like I did some research. Whoa. What? I what? don't know much science, but I know how to use uh, search platforms. <laughs> <laughs> Google is the only science I need. All right. <laughs> Exactly. Um, <laughs> okay, so, yeah. Myla, you are in Sarah to find a very specific person. Um, this is something you wrote in your backstory. Do you want to talk about why you're in Sarah? Yeah, so I am at the moment looking for someone uh, who has some information for me, as told me by a close uh, companion. Um, looking for someone. I don't know their title. I don't know what they look like. I don't know who they are. Um, all I know is that they go by the title The Grip, which is um, very intimidating, but yes. <laughs> uh, it's, you know, it's definitely going to be worth the trip. So um, sort of very true. S- keeping to the side, look- slinking in the shadows a little bit, sort of recognizing what people I can make connections to, looking for information, seeing if anyone has any idea of the whereabouts of this person. Definitely. And the grip is part of a gang or a sort of like criminal organization called the Shroud, which is also something that you came up with your in your backstory. Um, and within the time that you've been kind of looking for them they've expanded very rapidly um into many different towns cities um and spaces around here just like most major kind of areas of civilization towns cities etc the higher class one end is there's definitely going to be like criminal doings underneath all of that and Sarah is not really any exception. Um, there is a very clear class of like middle and wealthier individuals, and then a very clear divide into um, people who 
may not make a living wage or uh, might do illegal things to get that money. And so it's relatively easy to tell. However, I will note that you do not have any idea what class this person might find themselves in. They could definitely be a wealthier being. Maybe they are a benefactor of some sort. Maybe they are just some kind of invisible middle class citizen. There are a lot of different options for the grip. I think that Myla realizes that her best bet is to uh, go look for people who are coming into town today because your intel told you that the grip was coming into town uh, on this day. Okay. So what do you want to do? So sort of recognizing that that this person is like coming into town today, I'm definitely going to start heading towards... Mm-hmm, this is hard. Okay. I'm going to go go towards, I guess, the, the main gate. Um, whatever gate... Yeah, just like the main gate and along the way, yeah. see if I can make some connections. And if I if I can get any other intel, um, I might change my route. Like if I hear that they're more upper class, I might go towards one um, that's sort of closer to that side of town or something. But for the most part, I'm going to probably the most populated area, trying to keep a low profile and just um, keeping my eyes open. For sure. Why don't you make an investigation role but i want you to replace it with charisma Ooh, okay perfect um so if i'm proficient in investigation do i get to add my proficiency yes okay perfect because sure. that would have been just a flat roll but now i get to add a plus <laughs> two i'm a bad criminal oh okay uh 19 <laughs> i'm a okay, bad cool. criminal <laughs> <laughs> I really, you know what? I've been very excited about trying to do roles that are based on on different um, stats. You know, like mm-hmm. if you're trying to be stealthy, but you're doing it at a party. Like you might roll stealth with charisma, like that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But I think that when you're looking around town for somebody and you're asking around, it's definitely going to be like, are people willing to talk to you? Oh, for sure. About this, you got a 19, mm-hmm. which is very good. So you are walking around town trying to see if anybody is willing to talk to you about this. Most people uh, who might know what this is don't like talking about the Shroud because the less you talk about it and the less you are out of their hair, the more likely you are to like not get completely wrecked by them. They, they are not a very like forgiving organization of people as is to could probably be expected by a group of of an underground criminal ring so asking around most people aren't going to answer you but you'd start to get and piece together information that this person might be um a little more middle class a little more upper class just because their specialty is being able to uh obtain information and that is not super easy unless you have connections, right? So that's kind of the vibe that you're getting from this this particular uh, person. But again, you, you don't have any name or any description of them or anything like that. However, um, the main gate seems like a pretty decent bet. Okay, perfect. So I'll go, I'll just start heading to the main gate. I guess kind of continuing on um, using the whisper networks that I know to be around the city. Um, I'll just sort of see if, uh, I'll just kind of like keep an eye out, uh, for first of all, if I hear anyone mention the name, um, or the title of the grip. And, um, 
if or and I'll just keep an eye on the gate I know I don't know what they look like but I want to try and look for someone who okay they gather intel so maybe someone traveling fairly uh small partied um close quarters sort of thing like maybe just keeps like one or two individuals close to themselves definitely and using my investigative nature to um try and pick apart uh what's the term that like crime investigators use like like uh like profile people you know oh okay yeah <laughs> it's like um there are a lot of them I, there's a lot of terms uh they use a lot of words Let's move over to somebody else as Mila's just kind of hanging around the gate trying to profile people and see if we can try to piece together that information. I'm going to roll D4 this time. A 1 or 2 is Ben. A 3 or 4 is Bryce. I got a 4. Uh, Bryce. Hooray. Can you tell me why you may end up in Sere? Why might I end up there? I'm guessing that there's some sort of like orphanage there that uh, I maybe was sent to. For a reason. Sarah, in addition to having an orphanage that you got sent to, is also not a de- not a not a terrible place to um like pickpocket and uh like a lot of remnants tend to be better quality here because a hmm. lot of the wealthy tend to just throw out things that are mostly usable. It's like going to the goodwill in the rich part of town. Yes, it's mm-hmm. exactly like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Precisely. Yes, Sarah is a pretty decent place to be a street urchin, honestly. Um, but what do you want to do on this particular day? Uh, I'm going to look for some vermin, maybe a rat or a roach. Sure. Do you want to make an investigation check? <laughs> sure. The grip is the rat. <laughs> uh. He's very good at getting information. <laughs> well, that there is a, is a two. A two. You know what? I think you find you find many rats. Uh but they are they keep biting your ankles and then just running off. Stupid rats. And they are way too fast at the moment uh for you to try and snatch one. Mm. I was really looking forward to snatching a rat today. I know, it just doesn't seem to be in the cards. <laughs> Yeah, well, I guess uh, if I can't catch a rat, I'm going to just uh, wander around the back alleys, kind of like, I don't know, picking through trash, see what's around. For sure. And especially in the wealthier areas, picking through the trash is like, it's not even gross at a certain point because uh, you're pulling out things that are pretty much entirely usable. Like um, one house just had like a very primitive sort of coffee machine um like espresso machine that they just threw away um i'm just gonna i just kind of sigh i'm just like this isn't even gross <laughs> yeah it's this uh, is like where's the slop where's the slime i this is just this is boring yeah i suppose it would be rather boring um there are definitely like a couple of restaurants and dive bars that you could try to like go through that might be a little bit grosser Oh, yeah, I want to go to a dive bar. Yeah, cool. Uh, the dive bar is garbage. Really gross. Like, half-eaten meats and, uh, like, burnt fries and everything smells like beer. Oh, yeah. Just, like, oh, yeah. all of it. This is the kind of slop um. I'm talking about. I'm going to go <laughs> gather a bunch of, pa- like, too, too far-gone food and half-eaten junk 
and just okay. start gorging myself. Incredible. Oh, um, no. <laughs> would you like to describe your character? Yeah, so I am a small, dirty, human lad, approximately age 12-ish, and I'm wearing a bunch of nasty, dirty, like, homespun clothes with all sorts of chunks of stuff all matted into it. I have uh, dirt and, like, you don't even can't even tell the difference between like the dirt and the freckles and the scars on my face, but it's just nasty, dirty. I got like crunchy hair that just sticks out in all directions, and then my teeth are usually bared, and they're kind of broken and pointy and scraggly. And I walk with a very strange kind of posture. Not like I'm hurt, like I'm not limping, but it's just something's like not not normal about it it looks a little feral i'm here with a bunch of stuff on my face shoveling it into my mouth the the description reminds me of like little disney children you know like when they they animate them in movies and they have like little broken teeth and they're like they're like trying to be menacing but it's like cute and menacing at the same time Mm. i was i was thinking i was thinking the uh little rascals movie did anyone watch that Oh I don't my think gosh. So. Oh, my heart is broken. I guess we have some homework. We have homework. <laughs> Little rascals, definitely. But, like, I'm actually scary. Yeah, no. but, like, actually <laughs> scary. Okay, little rascals aren't scary, but... <laughs> Little rascals, but scary. Okay. In a, in a sense, I'm still a child, but, like, I people, people don't want to get around me. Like, the adults are, I'm imagining, like, kind of, like, shying away and, like, looking at me like I'm some sort of beast. I don't know. Uh, no one is trying to get near you. Um, and what's your character's name? Oh, yes. And uh, his name is Argnong. All right. So you find a bunch of half-eaten food and you are just chowing down on it. There's a woman who comes over and she's wearing a very tall navy blue hat with a, a, a visor on the front and like a, a nice blue suit with a couple of like, ep- uh, what are they called? Epaulets? The, the shoulder things mm-hmm. you know what i'm talking about yeah. right yeah on the suit that are like the braided gold um and she has like nice brass buttons down the front of her coat and everything and she kind of looks at you and um is going to say hey um hi would you mind coming out of here we've got a complaint about a little bit of disturbance happening back here um i just turn around with a mouthful of junk and i uh scream at her oh, okay make an intimidation roll. yeah i <laughs> we got we got uh, proficiency so that is a 19 oh uh <laughs> she goes oh god and just like turns and kind of half jogs away yeah like um, a, a bunch of like food and like slop is like shooting out of my mouth at her yeah, too yeah yeah for sure oh like a couple little pieces get on her suit and she doesn't even care because she's just half jogging away she's like fight or flight yeah yeah uh could not stand her ground about 20 minutes later or so she comes back with like two more people who are wearing similar suits and she's behind the two of them and these two both men are are like hey we really need you to to leave I'm going to cast co- color spray. 
All right. Um, oh my here word. Here we go. <laughs> yep. It's tone. all brown. <laughs> um. Oh God. Color spray. Let me just. I just gotta pull that up. I was not prepared to have to cast a spell. <laughs> <laughs> Weren't you the one who cast it? Yeah, I just didn't think it was going to come to this so fast, but I was wrong. You roll 60-10, and that's how many hit points of creatures it Yeah, 60-10. Okay, I just got to get yeah, the so, d10s yep. out here. That's so much. It is so much. It's a first-level spell. Three, four, plus 10, plus 8, plus 9, so... Uh, 17 plus uh, 25, 34 hit points yeah, worth of people. Yeah, for sure. Um, all three of them just like stare at, I don't know, what do you describe the color spray looking like? Yeah, so I just start screaming again and then my skin just starts to sort of glow all sorts of different colors and the whole alleyway just kind of like gets brighter and brighter for a second until it just kind of like pops like a camera flash and then it's over all right and they are just they're just completely blinded yeah, like they're, stumbling around they're blind at the moment uh for uh i think just one round am i gonna have to roll for uh wild magic here yes dude yeah i'm so excited <laughs> This is incredible. First, first spell. First spell of the campaign. <laughs> yeah, let's get a one. Let's go. Ah, it's a six. All right, no worries. And uh, this is a good time to bring up a house rule, which is that we're kind of running the Dimension 20 version where wild magic sorcerers have a DC, um, and it goes up by one every time they succeed on their, well, it depends on how you look at it, but the DC gets harder every time they roll above it, right? So this time... Uh, Bryce just had to roll a one, uh, anything higher than a one. But next time he will have to roll higher than a two if the wild magic surge will not happen. Does that make sense? I didn't say that very well, but it's fine. It'll all make I sense think. eventually. It makes sense. This is great. Um, <laughs> first podcast. It it goes how it goes. Yeah, all of them are blinded for the next round. Um, and if you want to get out of there, you can. If you want to just watch him stumble around that's totally fine too i'm not sure what you'd like to do that's a good idea i'm just gonna like laugh at them and scoop up some more garbage while they're stumbling around and then i'm gonna make it make my exit all right for sure um they spend the next like 10 seconds or so just kind of like stumbling around as you scoop up a bunch of garbage and and leave the alleyway um moving over to ben uh not gonna roll for this one <gasps> you're the last one what, why not? So, do you want to describe your character? Yeah, um, Id is uh, walking down the street, looking at a bunch of things, looking in windows of stores and restaurants. Um, he is about five foot four, as one of our friends would say. He's a short king. He, <laughs> he's a, I guess he is a short king. Yeah. He's a short king. Um, he is wearing like a tank top of chainmail with like a pauldron on top um, and one uh, shoulder piece of armor. Um, he's got a shield on his back that's kind of like a Roman rectangular shield, except instead of being like 
both sides are curved from the middle. Only one side is, and it looks like that's the side that would like go around his elbow, kind of, as like a securing spot. Um, he also has uh, strapped to his back a war pick, which is basically a spear, but there's also a spear point coming out of the side of it. So there's like an L shape at the top. His arms are almost completely bare, except his forearms um, both have uh, like plates of metal that look like they were like screwed into his bones or something beneath his skin and it looks like it's been that way for a little while because they don't look red or um like they're hurting him or anything they're just kind of there and his gear doesn't it looks used but not hand me down if that makes sense uh definitely worn but not through the ages just bought and then trained with uh, and he's looking around, he's, like, looking in a window, and then he, like, pulls out a little, like, flip notebook, and then just, like, writes something down, and then, like, looks in the window again and squints at something that he thinks is weird, and then writes something else down. Um, I think he probably sees color spray down the street. There's, like, a disco ball <laughs> explosion from an alleyway, and he's, like, he just, like, pauses, flips his notebook back, and just, like, starts walking towards that, like, hmm. That uh, is interesting. Let's go check that out. Absolutely. And uh, you leave this uh, tavern that you're hanging out in and head down the alleyway across the street, and there's just this little human boy who is uh, who essentially just runs right into you as they are seeming to leave the alleyway. Hello, child. I scream. I scream back. Uh, <laughs> just like in Whoa. shock. I wasn't expecting the scream and I'm just like, oh jeez. I like okay. I like my scream slowly starts to get like less intense. Like this man is speaking my language. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> uh, so I still have a bunch of like garbage on my face and in my arms and it's just kind of like falling out of my mouth as I calm down and just stare at this person why are you so dirty and screamy um it's a goblin thing oh but you're not a goblin well i kind of am actually uh, i am i'm a goblin okay um how how do you know um i don't know i just have a feeling <laughs> i get along sense. with the goblins they're cool before they all died oh i'm sorry about that it's like okay slowly, goblins die a lot slowly taking out his notebook and just writes goblin child pretty sure he's a goblin because he gets along with them and he thinks about writing before they died and then doesn't <laughs> and like, <laughs> it's like not totally apparent that i'm not a goblin like i look messed up i look dirty and covered yeah that's in fair and like hunched over like i could be for all you know. Do you enjoy being dirty? I mean, it's just kind of the way we do stuff, you know? There's really no... It's kind of a waste of time to get clean if I'm just gonna, you know... The garbage the garbage is calling my name, and I'm just... I'm gonna go there one way or another. I don't need to, you know... What would you do if you needed to speak to the the royalty of goblins? Would you... Would you get dirtier? Yeah, probably. Probably try to find some like really nice special slop. Maybe huh. a big rat. 
I tried to get a rat earlier today, but they're too scrawny around here, anyways. And I, it's just, it's not, it's not the same as the, as the, as the goblin pit, you know. The goblin pit. Yeah. Is that like where you grew up, or? Yeah. And as you guys are chatting, um, in this like entrance to the alleyway, a a horse runs past, like flying, uh galloping past where uh id's back is turned on this main road with a cart that's attached that is just like flailing wildly um this horse was definitely spooked by something and people are screaming and kind of getting out of the way of this horse that's just charging down the road can we tell what's in like the cart is it like a like a passenger cart or like a what what is what is it pulling yeah it looks like a cart that people traveled here in um there aren't any like there aren't any people in it or anything at this point it seems relatively empty whether that is because it was unloaded before the horse got spooked or everything has fallen out since it's kind of difficult to tell but um at this point it's pr pretty empty uh i'm going to make a i'm going to just say nothing to this man who i've just met and run in the direction the cart was coming from hoping to find Something more entertaining. Okay. I will okay. run after him, and I want to try to pick him up and put him on my shoulders. Okay. <laughs> uh, are you trying to not do that, Argnon? Yeah, I guess my instinct would not be to get grappled by a stranger. That's For a good sure. point. Um, why don't we make contested <laughs> athletics checks then? Oh, boy. Uh, I got a 2 plus 6 for 8. Ooh, and I got a 16 plus negative, <laughs> plus oh. negative what? 15. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, this greasy child is just too slick for it. Yeah, I and, just, uh, like, I get my hands on him, but they just, like, slip out, and I'm just like, all right. <laughs> they're, <laughs> just in, they're just covered like, in grease. Oh, Grab the goblin boy. All right, let's go. I'm... This is cool. Let's go this way. And you both start heading off to where the uh, the horse came from. Um, you can see on the road a couple of like pieces of clothing as you get closer, uh, and that seem to be just like thrown about. Um, and a group of very drunk, very wildly dressed bards who are trying to chase after the horse. Uh, but failing miserably as they can hardly stand, much less run as fast as a horse. Um, so they are way, way far behind the horse, but they're still trying. Um, and they're all like, Wigga, give the horses right there. Who's the, Wigga. who's the smallest one? Is there like a shorter one? Yeah, there's like a little halfling. I'm going to tackle him. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, make an athletics check. That's going to be a ooh, 17. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh they did not <laughs> roll high enough to get out of the way. Um this halfling just gets completely body slammed by Argnong. Yeah, this is this is just like back in the goblin pits. Hey, dude, what the heck? We're trying to find our horse. Whoa, oh, okay. And you just ew, you're gross. Ew, so gross. I'm just screaming Get and rolling on the, rolling in the dirt. 
and then they stand up and just completely throw up on the side of the road. Okay, I don't awesome. necessarily agree with that method. Why did your horse run away from you? Is it just because you're belligerently drunk and a what? general public nuisance? Uh, what? This, like, one very, like, hearty half-orc is like, what? What did you... Sorry, what did you want? The horse ran away. Why? The horse? That's right. We were running after a horse. Why? I don't know. Something scared him. From what did it... What was it? Did you see? I don't know. It's like... I don't know, dude. (laughs) Well, um... I don't even know. I want to look, like, down the nearby alleyways and streets and see if there's anything... That would scare a horse. For sure. Uh, and it's not very difficult to tell, so I'm not even going to make you roll for it. Um, they just haven't cared to look. Um, it looks like right in front of this like hotel where they probably were unpacking their stuff, um, there are large cracks in the like packed down dirt of these roads and like the cobble of these roads. Um, very like large cracks just kind of spidering out from one point on the ground. Hmm. That would probably spook a horse. Yeah, no kidding. Um, can I go like look at the central impact point or wherever it looks like they're spreading from? Yeah, definitely. What are you trying to look for? Something that would have caused this. My my instinct is to say grenade, but I don't, I don't <laughs> know if that's what I'm looking for. <laughs> Well, you know, it is steampunk magic tech world, so who knows? Exactly. Yeah, um, make an investigation check. If there's a lot going on in, like, a specific area, I think Milo would kind of start making her way over there just to sort of see what's going on. Um, But I think I'm still kind of on the outskirts, just kind of looking and observing at what's going on at the moment because I don't know these people. For sure, yeah. There are a decent number of people who are kind of avoiding the area, but they're doing the, like stand and watch thing you know when you're like watching a train wreck happen but mm-hmm. you can't can't stop watching for sure there's like a group of people who have made a big ring around the area <laughs> but the only people inside this ring are like the drunk bards and uh this man with a tank top chain mail and metal plates in his arms and a very small dirty greasy goblin who is screaming yeah i'm also uh i've taken the guy who i tackled by the hands and i'm doing like a funky little jig okay <laughs> <laughs> um i rolled 17 plus zero is 17 for investigation okay um the 17 tells you that this was not anything fire related um but that the cause of this seems to be underground hmm. hey goblin child i didn't ask his name that was rude what's your name Agnong. uh one more time Argnong! Argnong. Alright. Uh, how do you like being underground? Oh, I love that. That's like my favorite. Cool. Uh, it looks like whatever spooked the horse went under went underground. You want to see what that was? Is the party underground too? I don't know. I don't really party... want to miss out on this party. I... Yup. The party's... If the party is figuring out the mystery it is underground oh, sick 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 yeah yeah well, i'll be there in a second i just gotta finish this dance all right uh i'll start looking for <laughs> a place to go underground like into a sewer system or something for sure all right let's go to milo for a moment who's 
kind of seeing all of this happen. Mm -hmm. Um, But you notice out the corner of your eye, uh, coming in through the front gate, is this, like, relatively nice-looking carriage with curtains drawn. And they are coming through the front gate. Do you want to do anything? Uh... Oh, I kind of look at the the whole, like, weird underground thing and, like, <laughs> kind of, like, observing all this. Like, I would know that there's, I would know that there's probably a sewer system nearby. However, uh, this kid's just dancing with some drunk person and I, <laughs> I don't know what to do. So I think what I'll do is I will, um, pull out, uh, a small set of thieves tools from my, the side of my... Um, belt and I'll cast message to the short guy in the tank top chainmail, and I'll mm-hmm. I'll just say real quick. Um, if you're looking to get somewhere uh, underneath the city, just hang on like five minutes. Uh, I can help you out, and I'll make eye contact real quick, and then I'll just uh, start heading towards the carriage. Dang, that fire-haired girl can project really well. <laughs> really good yeah very true yeah all right so what would you like to do next um as the carriage approaches is there any sort of um symbology or crest or anything that's on the carriage at the moment yeah good question um there seems to be imagery of like a crown um which tends to be the symbol of rain although um the royalty of rain their symbol is like a very ornate crown and anyone who is sort of regionally important or territorially important have like a less ornate and designed crown but there is one on this carriage it's rather simple like it's you know it's got like three prongs on it um so it's nothing really intense or um anything like that but yeah that's a on the the carriage which is a like navy blue so sort of um asking around is 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 anyone paying like specific attention to the carriage at all like anyone in the city not really no there are a couple guards by the gate who have been there the whole time that you've known but they're just there to sort of make sure everything is on the up and up okay i'll um sorry i'm contemplating what i want to do because i was gonna talk to the guards but i just realized i don't like the guards they probably don't like (laughs) me so uh what i'm gonna do is see is there like a is there a, a footman on the carriage at all yes there's one guy who is um driving the carriage at the moment um but he is the only one on the outside okay and is there a part on the back of the carriage that you can stand on i'm gonna see Mm -hmm. if i can find a way to kind of like get on the back of it sort of just like i look like i'm supposed to be there and and see if i can hear any conversation coming from inside the carriage okay yeah uh make an acrobatics check oh boy the dc is rather low because this is like what it's meant for but uh uh okay it's gonna be a four Okay, the DC is not quite that low. Um, oh, no. I'm a really bad criminal. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that you try to grab the side of it and uh, swing your foot up, um, and you do it successfully for about two seconds, and then your foot slips off, uh, leaving you hanging by one arm on the oh. carriage, and the carriage then like slows down to a stop and you can hear someone inside say what what was that uh 
I just hop off and I leave. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave. I'm gonna duck. I'm gonna dip out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll, right. I'll see if I can sort of find a place where I can, like, go in, like, the shadows um, and see if I can get an eye on, like, if the door opens, like, for the person to see if I can get, like, a face or anything. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, I'm gonna just dip. I was, I'll be like, oh, no, right. bad idea, bad idea, bad idea. And I'll just sort of <laughs> slink into the crowd. Why don't you make a stealth roll? Oh, perfect. Yeah. This is great for me. These are all of your strengths, right? Yes, for sure. That's okay. As an artificer? Yeah. These are, these are my, uh, I'm so good at, I got, I got a 12. Okay. Yeah. Um, you kind of duck into an alley and you're in the shadows a little bit and you see this character walk out who is a, um, he looks to be semi-important. Uh, he's got like a half cape uh, on one shoulder. It's navy blue. On the back, it's got the same like crown symbol that is on the front of the carriage. Uh, he kind of looks around, like walks around the carriage once or twice, talks to the guy at the front, kind of looks around, doesn't see you, ten- just hops mm-hmm. back in the carriage. And uh, before he hops back in, I'm going to... Uh cast message again and i'm just gonna say i'm just oh gosh what i want to say i'm just gonna real quickly before like as he's starting to get in and isn't talking to the guy anymore i'm just gonna say the the shroud welcomes you upon your arrival and see if that gets any sort of (laughs) thing from his face bold (laughs) i this is i okay carry on he looks pretty spooked um (laughs) he like looks around again uh this time more like hyper vigilantly and i think that you realize he catches a glimpse of your hair because it's just the brightest part (laughs) about you yeah like his eyes widen and he gets in the carriage faster and like there's a little bit of like a knocking from inside the carriage and the carriage like moves and goes off a little bit faster than it did the first time it came into town. R.I.P. I'll just sort of be to myself, well, I don't think that's him. And then uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, unfazed, I'll just start heading back to uh, the commotion. Alright, so back with Id and Arknong. Id, do you wait after you hear this message? Yeah, of course. Okay. So you hang out for a little bit, about five minutes, and Myla, um, you show up to this scene where most of the people have dispersed at this time because pretty much all of the bards are passed out on the ground, so there's not really a whole lot to watch here, except this weird, greasy child who is still doing a jig with a almost-passed-out halfling. I'll just sort of look at the child... And I know, I know that the child and Id were talking. I'll just look at Id and be like, are you guys like, is that yours? <laughs> I don't think that a boy will ever be anyone's. Uh, oh, okay. Um, but we were hanging out. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um, so, and sort of looking at the big, like, crack in the ground, I'll be like, so you... I don't I don't mean to like be nosy, but I definitely was being nosy. Um, did you say that whatever caused this is like underground, right? You said you would have to get underneath the 
the yeah 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 i was thinking like part. sewer or something hmm. are, are y'all like saying this out loud or message uh um i'm saying it out loud but in like a hushed tone mm. sure i'll, so. I'll can i make like that. a perception check to see if i hear uh yeah, I mean, they're kind of the only ones talking at the moment, so I think you could hear it if you wanted to. Um, I was like, oh, you want to go under this uh, big crack? And then I cast yeah, yeah, yeah. the uh, Mold Earth cantrip. Okay. Oh, and so I good. Excavate five cubic feet, or a five-foot sure. cube of Earth uh, centered uh, on the uh, impact crater thing. Definitely. Um, five cubic feet of dirt is so much. Um, <laughs> My word. And it's not even you... five cubic feet. It's twenty-five, or no, it's five cubed. It's a yeah. lot of a lot of a five-foot cube is a lot of this cantrip is kind of broken. Twenty-five. Yeah. No, it's it's dumb, but I love it. Um, absolutely. You excavate like a hundred twenty-five. <laughs> uh. Just so much dirt. Um. It just kind of, and it's just it's it, very fast. Yeah, it's just like kind of like, it's almost like there's a secondary explosion, like it doesn't make <laughs> an explosion sound, but the, the dirt right. just kind of like cascades into the air and falls back down, and there's a yeah, massive and, crater. Yeah, and I assume this is definitely not some like neatly excavated square. Oh, in no it is way. Like a, like a, a yeah, a dug, um, circle. And, uh, yeah, so you, you excavate a bunch of dirt just simultaneously, which definitely covers both Id and Myla um, as it showers down onto you. Uh, and I don't look significantly dirtier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Underneath here, you see what looks to be a, um, a like, shaped curved metal. Um, like it's curving downwards in almost like the top of a tube. Oh, interesting. Right? Like if mm. there's a horizontal tube, it's kind of like the top of it. Mm. Oh, I see. It's just like a, like a, yeah, gotcha. Um, with my knowledge of the city, would I be able to sort of like, like knowing where we are as well as like the underground kind of maps of the whole city, would I be able to try and like piece together what's underneath us? Sure. Uh, make an intelligence check and we'll see how much you piece together. Um, oh, that is a natural 19 Ooh. plus four, which is 23. Okay. This is not, this is not a sewer. This is not a water pipe or a sewer, like. It's not any pipe that is on any sort of map. Mm -hmm. um, this should not be here. I'll just I'll just say under my breath like that's new. That's new. That's definitely new. So, um, is there anything kind of like just like kind of kneeling down and looking into the tube? Is there anything that um, looks like uh, I don't know, like scratches of like an animal or metal shrapnel or like, can I get a, can we get a better sense maybe of like what this was used for? And I probably didn't explain it super well, but imagine, imagine taking a, like a very large hollow pipe, right? Mm -hmm. And laying it horizontally so oh, that it is her. parallel with the ground. And, uh, and then what you saw was like the side of the pipe right i and understand so curved does that make sense yes i understand so currently there's no obvious opening to this area 
you would have to probably cut through the middle or find the end somewhere. And this is fairly large. Like, it is at least five feet wide, if not wider. But it's, a, it's like a solid piece of metal, so why would it have cracked the earth? Metal guy, you lied to me. There's no more party down here. Well, hold on. There's always, like, walls to get inside the party, okay? Is that true? Is that, like, a human's thing? Yeah, I mean, I guess we do have outdoor human? parties. See, in the what? goblin pits, when we do parties like this, it's just kind of everywhere. And there's not really walls in the goblin pits anyways. I'm just confused. I I just want to party. I'm confused, too. Hey, that, um, uh, dirt explosion. Do that again over here. Okay, and, and I do it again. To, like, the edge of it. Yeah. God, I cannot believe how crazy this cantrip is. I'm going right. to try not um... to abuse it, but <laughs> it's very good. <laughs> No, it's it's all right. It's very good. Where where are you doing this cantrip? Uh, he, I'm imagining it hasn't even really fully pointed to where he wants it. He's just <laughs> kind of like in, m- moving in that direction, and I've already cast the spell. Yeah. So are you following this this piece of metal? Yeah, like I think I get the in? gist that we're trying to like unco- ex- sure. excavate more of this thing. You can do this for a very long time if you want to. Um, the first time you do it, you see metal as well, like the same sort of curve uh, and everything. So you could definitely continue to follow the pipe this way if you wanted to. Um, I'm going to say I get, get too like... tired after like three or four of them. Like it feels <laughs> Probably, like a yeah. lot. I was about to say, yeah. after a few, are we attracting the attention of like, I don't know, the city guard or anything? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're kind of just wrecking, yeah, wrecking the street. Definitely. <laughs> I, um, I'm just totally ruining the whole road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After about, like, the third one, you start to hear, like, people getting a little bit freaked out. Hey, um, I, kid, I don't have, what's your, kid, what's your name? Uh, Argnong. His name's, uh, Argnong. Yes, um. Argy, um, let's maybe not do. That's attracting a lot of attention. Maybe let's let's not destroy the city. He told me to. He told me to. I didn't say to do it two more times, but I did. Yeah. Uh, That's okay. Let's maybe not destroy the city. That's um. There's a lot of people around here. Fine. It's not. It's not worth destroying, anyways. Is there like a basement that's like adjacent to where this would be that we could go into? Is there a basement adjacent to here that we could go to? (laughs) (laughs) That I would know about? Oh, you're asking if there's a basement adjacent to here that you could go into? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, all right, all right. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah, Bryce, you want to get one in there just for good measure? Um, (laughs) Is there a basement here that we can use to get into? I think there's the potential to find something if you keep looking around right like i don't think there's very obvious like oh yes this room is attached to this pipe right like you could try to make your best guess of like where it follows and see if there's a grate that you can go down yeah um, or try to cut through the metal somehow does it seem to be going down like footpaths and pathing or is it like going under buildings and stuff it it tends to be following like roads. Yeah, let's look for a grate. That seems like a yeah, good idea. Yeah, let's let's go down the road and see if there's any yeah, like grates or anything. Yeah, for sure. Sure. Yeah, so you guys uh walk down the road um 
extremely party-less. <laughs> and about five minutes down the road or so, um, you feel a rumble beneath your feet. Um, can everyone make strength saving throws? Ooh, oh, gosh. Ooh, I got an eight. I got a dirty 20. And I got a 16. Okay, so um, Argnong, you feel this rumble and fall on the ground, um, just losing your footing, um, as a bunch of other people around you do as well. Uh, Mylan, it you were fine, but you definitely feel this like earthquake happening. Um, it's very short. It does not last very long. Um, and things, it, it's not big enough to have brought down buildings or anything like that. Just enough to kind of make people uh, topple a little bit. Does it seem like it's like like how you can feel like a subway train going underneath you? Like you could tell that it's something that's moving by you? Or does it feel like it's oh, something under question. us like like popped and that's then we felt question. that? That's a great question. It is not a moving uh, thing. It's kind of a one and done instance. Okay. Um, that happened in one spot. Okay, we um, better find this entryway. Feeling, feeling that, and continuing on the road, there's definitely a sewer like cover. You know, like one of the circular ones that sits on the the road. Um, that you find. Uh, it's got slits in it. Yeah. Cool. I will stick my war pick down the slit and then turn it sideways like a key, and then try to like pull this thing up and over to the side. Yeah, easy. I think it's almost, like, easier than you thought it was. Um, <laughs> to the point where this feels lighter, so you do the, like, almost extra effort yeah. uh, into it. Uh, and there's a little ladder that is going down this hole. Well, um, everybody go first. Start going down the ladder. <laughs> awesome. I'll make sure the kid goes down first. Okay, I just go down first. You don't, yeah, you don't have to prompt me. I just, I'm like, oh, a hole. All right, and then I'll follow behind. Sweet. All right, so we have Id and then Argnong and then Myla. Mm -hmm. Um, You go down this sewer grate, down this ladder, not super far, five, six feet, and uh, you end up in this metal tunnel. Looks like very constructed. Um, There's not a whole lot of light down here, but it's enough to be able to see where you're going. Uh, In this way, you've climbed down. Uh, There is a right and a left. Um, le- heading left would be where you guys came from, right? So um, that's not difficult to tell. I'm going to go ahead and cast the light cantrip. Nice. I'm okay. going to just like press my hand to my forehead and it just leaves like a glowing handprint. That's so good. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Absolutely amazing. That's it's so like a, a little headlamp. headlamp. Yeah. yeah. Now Argnog has to glowing handprint. <laughs> um, I will uh, start heading, pull pull my shield down, uh, and start heading towards where we felt the last rumble. I'm keeping an eye on um, the backside of us, making sure there's nothing and no one sort of coming up behind. Why don't you make a perception check? Ooh, boy. Uh, Myla and uh, Id, just Great. for different direction oh jeez four plus three is seven i got a i got a 16 uh myla you hear some faint sounds bouncing off the metal of this tunnel um but it doesn't sound like anyone's like coming down the ladder it sounds like it's further down the tunnel the direction you did not go Mm, that makes sense yeah that makes sense there are a couple of voices who seem to be just like talking um i will 
kind of hit um, Argonong and Id on the shoulders, and I'll just sort of hold up my finger to my mouth to say, like, quiet. And then I'll just, like, sort of nod down the other direction and be like, there's, like, noise. There's sound. There's people down there. Uh, Id, it seems to be all right in your direction. Okay. Um, it, like, points to his ear and points the direction that he was going and just, like, shakes his head. Um, and uh, moves to uh, be the front wall of us again, heading towards the direction that Myla pointed out. Okay, so are you going the way you came from? I'm going the way that Myla heard the noise. Got so it. So we're flipping okay. to you. So you have... Yep. <laughs> you've you've uh, done a U-turn here in this little tunnel. I imagine it's like um, really cramped, so I'm trying to like squeeze. Yeah. We're trying to squeeze past yeah. each other. Yeah, and like Excuse me, like sorry. its shield kind of scrapes against the side of the metal just a little bit. Um, sorry. And uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's have a group stealth check. So I'm just have a, gonna have all of you roll stealth, and we'll kind of average it out. See how it is. I'm very bad at this. I have got a 17. Pretty good. I got a 14. I got a dirty zero. Oh. oh. <laughs> I don't know what I was Are expecting, but it wasn't zero. But yeah, I got heavy armor and I have minus two dexterity, so. Oh, God. All right. No, that's well, valid. You're fair. Uh, going down this hallway, it's chainmail. It's just like clinking together jingling like some kind of bell it's got like steel toed uh, boots and it's like everything is hitting it's metal on metal on every degree it, oh it's it's the worst it's terrible the other two of you are doing all right um <laughs> but you can definitely tell that it is creating a decent amount of noise especially because uh you go down this tunnel maybe about two minutes and the talking stops and you start to realize that there is just no more sound coming from this direction at all um, is there any light or change in like the metal or anything like that? Yeah, you can see you can see a right turn coming up. Uh, it's pretty close, maybe sixty feet away or so. Um, a right turn, and you can tell that there's a little bit more light coming from that side because it's bouncing onto the wall. Okay. Um, a little bit. I will approach that corner, um, and then like uh, just like poke one eye around the corner to see what I see. Uh, you see a large room. It opens up into a large room after about a 30-foot hallway. A large metal room that has a lot of like scientific lab equipment. This is definitely something Id has seen before mm. um, and Myla has seen before. Argnong, probably not so much. Lots of beakers, lots of like titration stands and uh tables and papers and all of that um in the very center of this room is a uh is a pink compact circle that is sitting on a table um and it's like glowing and like pulsing a little bit and as you're listening you can start to hear and notice this this drone and this hum um like it is vibrating uh, and the vibration is getting bigger and faster. Oh, that's not good. I will turn around and just say, okay, um, lab equipment in a big room, and there's like a pink orb 
It's like humming and vibrating. Can you hear that? It's getting faster now. Uh, I'm going to start backing up. I'm going to start moving towards it. Bigger. Kid! It's getting bigger, getting faster, getting bigger. Oh, that's cool. Uh, can I try to grab the scruff of his collar (laughs) and, like, pull him back? Yes. Um... Argnon, you can just do, you can just you can just do that. No, you can just do that. I, I'm yeah. not paying attention to you. I'm I'm grabbing the back of your collar and just like dragging you back. Like, nope, not nope. I am not having the death of a kid on my hands. No. It's starting to like bounce up and down on this metal table, and you can hear the like clinking of these two objects hitting together, getting faster, getting bigger, getting louder to the point where it's almost starting to get deafening. Uh, this hum, this huge sound as this orb is like shaking itself off the table you you have about a round worth to do okay you said it was you said it was pink right yeah what do i what i know okay would i remember what kind of like magic is associated with that i just can't find it right now i was trying to look no it's all good um pink magic is not one that you know of I'll just quickly, I'll just quickly say, I have no idea what this is, but if anyone can try and stop it, do something. If not, I'm just gonna run. Yeah, I'll back around the corner and just, like, shield blocking that direction as much as I can. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this orb uh, gets louder to the point where you can't talk to each other anymore and explodes with almost a disappointing amount of force. And for a moment, it seems to be contained to the room. And then it starts pouring out into the hallway you're in. Um, this, like, pink, smoky stuff. Uh, can I have constitution saving throws from everybody? Oh, no. I got a 15. I got a 18. I'm rolling really well today. I got a 23. Whoa! I have a high con, baby. All of you feel rather drowsy, but you're able to stay awake. Can we see each other? Is it obscuring too much, or...? It's pretty thick, but you can tell where the shapes are. Okay. Um, uh, Id will take one hand and just, like, motion in, like, a palm down, keep your heads down kind of manner, and just, like, really intensely listen to see if there's anybody coming towards us or moving around in that room. You hear very obvious steps of someone wearing maybe, like, dress shoes, and they are clicking clacking down the hallway opposite of you like through the room opposite end of the room and you can hear them come into the room and they have almost like a uh, Darth Vader sort of like like difficulty breathing sort of sound like they have a mask on mm-hmm. um, and they stop for a moment you don't hear anything for a second and then the footsteps start coming towards your hallway or you all are hiding very slowly like they don't seem they don't seem um stressed or anything like that is this guy here to party is this where the party is Shh, not yes, right but now. it's a surprise party stay down oh i understand that's good that was good <laughs> um can i ready like a a shove to like knock this guy on his back fucking surprise party <laughs> um <laughs> Yes, you definitely can. If it does come to that and that shove is uh like done, I'm going to hold my thing to run into the room and see if I can grab anything, whatever oh, research so or chemicals or literally whatever I can. This person, whoever they are, uh 
starts walking down the hall, exiting the room, and they get maybe 10 feet from you. And they stop. You don't hear them for a moment. And then it sounds like they turn around and go back into the room, and they shut a door behind them. Oh, crap. Uh, I... And you can hear, like, a huge metal turning wheel to, like, lock it in place. I want to run towards it. Are you trying to get there before the door gets closed? I want to get there at least before it locks. Yeah. Maybe I can help. Do I have a chance to maybe cast a little little can trippy on him? Sure. Okay. I want to cast infestation cantrip on him. Oh, so smart. Hopefully this can make him move five feet in the wrong direction by some time for id. Uh, So they have to succeed on a constitution saving throw. Doesn't matter what their bonus is. That's not going to do it. Are you sure? What what, what do they roll? Yeah, I rolled a three. All right. That that is a failure. uh, So uh, they're going to take a d6 of poison damage. Sure. Uh, one. (laughs) (laughs) And they get to move, they have to move five feet in a random direction. Okay, so I'm going to say that the direction they want to move is in direction number two. Okay, I will roll the d4. Because there's a, they're right, there's a three-fourths chance they go where they don't want to. Right. Yeah. Okay, so I rolled a three. Awesome. Uh, so yep, they kind of slam into the wall on the side. Just a bunch of uh, bugs which... have just appeared, like little black specks of yeah. nasty little cr- little vermins. Ugh, ugh, gross. Ugh. Just um, biting and chittering and doing bug things. He <laughs> doesn't seem to make any sounds, but you can definitely hear him try to shake these bugs off of uh, his clothing, which leaves it to try to, like, stop the door from closing entirely yeah i will run over there and like uh pull a javelin from uh uh like a tiny quiver kind of deal on my back and just kind of like jam it and stop this from fully closing definitely yeah you i think uh you don't even have to roll just because um argnong helped you out with this by doing a, a spell heck yeah um, so yeah, you jab a javelin in it like just before it closes. Um, and then it will say, it's jammed, let's go! Yeah, I'll run up and uh, just try and slam it open. And that, I think, is where we'll leave it for next time. I don't want to run out of energy uh, DMing, and I want this to be a good quality podcast. For sure! Woo-hoo. Yeah! Oh my goodness. Exciting! Yeah. I love infestation so much! <laughs> <laughs> just running into the you know, freaking pink smoke. <laughs> I love a good cliffhanger. I feel like not only does it get people to like listen to the podcast, but also like gets you guys to be excited about the game. Yep. Mm-hmm. So uh, win-win for me. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Uh, if you got all the way to the end, awesome. Let us know what you think. We have a bunch of social media, but I'll hand that over to Jay yeah, to talk about. For sure. So uh, we're going to be most active on probably Instagram, um, at Spells and Whistles Pod. Um, and that's and spelled out A-N-D, not an and symbol. Um, we also do have a TikTok, Spells and Whistles Pod, same handle. Um, and we also have a Twitter, which is Spells underscore Whistles. And if you get to that part, <laughs> you should um, be able to find our link tree, which will link to all of our social media and uh, where we're going to be posting 
um, and all of that stuff. And it'll it'll be a grand old time. Stay up to date, and I'm hoping to eventually get some some cool stuff up there. Um, maybe some behind the scenes looks. Maybe some I don't know character Q and A's at some point. I've got some Ooh. ideas. Um, I know, right? Maybe just so, just a, a little something. We'll see. Just a little treat, you know. Yeah, it'll be fun. Uh, <laughs> so if you want to get uh, get to know us, get to know our characters, get to know um, Anastasia and the world that she's building, um, it'll be a grand old time. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm building it on World Anvil, which has been really cool. So I'm hoping to uh, start linking that. Actually, I might add that to our link tree. Ooh, for sure. Um, because I can publish things that are like, complete uh, and people can go read through some of the stuff that is in the world like countries and how things work and religions and all that jazz so if you want to do some more world reading that's a possibility we're gonna have cover art if we don't already we're going to soon um so that'll be good and exciting we'll also hopefully have intro music and exit music soon yeah, yeah. This, this is going to be good, too, if we don't already have it. We are going to try to stick to a uh, every two weeks release schedule. Um, so releasing on Sundays as much as possible. But, you know, we're all in our early 20s and things happen <laughs> where we can't baby. record quite as much. So, uh, yeah, we, we are busy. Mm-hmm. Um so we're going to try to stick to that as much as possible. But please tell people uh, to listen if you liked it. Let us know what you think, what you want to see in the future. And uh, thanks for hanging out with us. Yeah. And we'll see you next time. Inaugural Find out episode. what's going to happen to this guy. Yeah. Thanks for listening to Spells and Whistles. Uh, catch you guys next time. Bye. Bye.